All right, hey guys. Um, welcome to the uh, first Gold Tier live lecture. And uh, trying to do something a little bit different uh, these days than what we've done in the past. Uh, just trying to try it out. Um, I think uh, it's not really something that uh, I've done before, so just trying to uh, see, like, you know, okay, hey, you know, what's, what's something pretty cool for, uh, you know, Patreon perks to go for, but uh, I, I wanted to have the opportunity uh, to kind of, uh, you know, bring it back a little bit to different times, uh, types of content. I know that for like the, uh, the Patreon private uh, lectures that we do have uh, currently are kind of more related to, you know, personal development, where people are going in their life, which is what we have for season 19, where we talk about seduction styles a little bit more. Uh, but as a part of romantic compatibility uh, with these live lectures, because this is kind of a new format than what we've been doing typically, uh, this format, uh, uh, it's, it's, we're doing, I'm going to be doing a lecture that I would normally do for YouTube, basically, and then, uh, but I'm doing it for the patrons first, doing it live, so I can actually interact with the audience as we go through it, basically, uh, going through the lecture. Now, I haven't exactly got the whole visual format down because it's very typical, you know, at least in terms of like the visuals that we have uh, on the broadcaster, kind of more like the live stream and whatnot, but uh, we've been trying to uh, fix all of our customer service issues and whatnot that we have had uh, recently, but uh, it's uh, we're getting that figured out. So that's why most of my time has been going on is uh, getting that handled up. But I'm happy to announce that we do have a, a support system now. Uh, we're just trying to gather all those communications in one place that we can actually respond to your requests on a regular basis. So, which is cool. Uh, but in the meantime, you know, yeah, we're doing a live lecture uh, and then we'll have a Q and A uh, with uh, patrons directly in our uh, uh, live stream uh, chat and having those conversations with you guys. And, uh, and that'll be for like maybe 15 minutes after the lecture is over. And then we will uh, continue on, uh, you know, uh, having this premiered and then making this particular lecture available to the audience. So this is kind of like, it's kind of like early access, except it's like interactive early access to a point. And it's just going to be made available uh, to the rest of the community, uh, probably like a week or so. So yeah, uh, but anyway, um, let's, uh, let's double check to make sure that I can actually see you guys. Uh, in here, and uh, let's see as it decides to. All right, so uh, let's get a uh, let's get a specific um, shout out to like, hey, is anyone there? Just to make sure that uh, we're good. So toss up a hi uh, in the uh, chat uh, so that like, because um, like I said, guys, this is gonna be like a little interactive. This is not something we've done before, so. Please have mercy on me. This is kind of a new thing that we're doing and uh, we'll kind of go from there. So let me get my ink uh, set up here on my screen uh, as we get going. So, all right, so yeah, this is, oops, let's get that figured out here. Um, and then we will do, let me actually move this way over here. Here we go. Awesome. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, hey, we got we got Moody, we got Aaron. Uh, thank you all for coming. That's cool. And uh, but yeah, uh, welcome to our uh, live lecture. And again, this is our fir my first time doing this, so we're trying to like try out a new format for this month for Patreon Gold tier. Uh, but yeah, so uh, let's just get going to it. This lecture is um, uh, basically it is. Eight rules uh, for loving uh, ESTJs. So I've been doing like really complex lectures recently. Uh, and uh, one of the reasons why is because as we're going into the science and having and, and laying that foundation, we still have the rest of season 17 to do. We still have the rest of season 18 to do. And we still have the rest of season 21 to do. Season 22 is going out on email and whatnot. But uh, believe it or not, this is actually uh, season, and this is kind of weird, but this is actually season 27. Um, 
Season 27, Episode 1. And it's like, okay, wait a minute. All right, Mr. CSJ, why did you guys, why did you just like jump from season 22 to 27? I mean, come on, if you've like ever known me within, you know, this, it's just, it's just what it is. Uh, we have a bunch of seasons planned and whatnot, and we pull them out for like the particular moment. But for this particular season, we didn't know exactly when to release it. We didn't know exactly what to say, per se, in that regard. And uh, based on that, we just had no idea. Uh, so... But the format is, I'm going to deliver the lecture, I'm going to interact with you folks in the audience, then we're going to have a little Q&A at the end of it, uh, and then uh, we'll, we'll move forward uh, from there. And like I said, this lecture will be made publicly available, but after a little while, it's not quite yet, uh, and we're given the gold tier uh, patrons the opportunity uh, to get involved uh, with this. But yeah, and we're going to be, um, these lectures, I don't think they're going to be super mega long, I'm hoping they're shorter than usual. And, uh, and then we're just going to be releasing them like that, uh, hopefully. Um, I'm probably planning on uh, cutting one of the live streams and doing some more live lectures, actually, uh, just to get content out a little bit more. So that's what I'm hoping to do. And uh, I thank you all uh, for like being as supportive as you have been throughout this whole process. But quite frankly, what is the eight rules for, for loving XYZ type? So I got to start with a little bit of an introduction here. And it's kind of weird because we're basically six and a half minutes in as I keep introducing. But one final introduction is, is that the whole point of these is that you can take these lectures specifically and kind of have just a little bit of a mode to follow. If you're trying to have a relationship with one of the 16 types, and we're going to go through all the 16 types, uh, one, one type per lecture. And you will basically have a set of rules to follow specifically for having a better relationship, a better intimate relationship, okay? And uh, I'm actually going to make a note of that here. Uh, loving basically uh, represents uh, intimate relationship. Um, so intimate relationship, very important. Uh, you know, when you're having an intimate relationship uh, with like an ESTJ, etc., uh, how to like really maximize that. Because what if like, what if you're an ISTJ, right? What if you're a type that's not compatible with this particular type? You know what I'm saying? Like, what if, what are you going to do? What is anyone going to do? How, how is that problem going to be solved? What if you all of a sudden realize you're an ENFP, but you're married to an INFP? Oh crap, where's my compatibility? My compatibility, exactly, right? What are you gonna do? How are you gonna solve that problem, right? Well, this is how we solve these problems. So these particular lecture is literally practical solutions to big problems, right? So big problems like, oh crap, I'm not compatible with this person. How do I need to behave to get a better result, right? That's what this lecture is all about. That's what we're doing, okay? So, um, so yeah, hey, welcome Mark Rogers and Jay. Uh, thank you all for being here. Um, and uh, please get the word out to the rest of the gold tier, but uh, this is pretty awesome. I'm actually gonna be doing these more often. I hope to actually do these lectures once a week. Uh, it's what I'm hoping to do. Uh, our content delivery plans like a little haywire right now, uh, since I'm basically trying to pick up the pieces because CSJ as an organization is kind of it collapsed on itself, but it's not anymore. We've actually like pushed it up and we're, we rebuilt the foundation and things are getting a lot better. And uh, I'm going to end up being hands off on a lot of the administrative work and get focused to just producing content and doing coaching is what I'm trying to do and have everybody else on the team handle all the other minutia and customer service and how that's handled. I've actually been doing a lot of customer service recently, which has been an issue. So uh, speaking of which, if you're a Sapphire patron, uh, we have that issue solved. We're going to be getting you the code so you can get your coaching sessions scheduled. Thank you all for your patience. Uh, I know that a few of you have been asking about that. We're going to get that handled. So anyway, without further ado, let's just dive into the lecture. And I, 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 um, I specifically made sure that I am not doing the whiteboard uh, on this at all uh, initially. Uh, I, 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 I wanted to actually actively whiteboard it out as we discuss it, right? So there isn't so much planning with this, okay? So uh, off the cuff, kind of free flow, and let's just see what happens. I know the content already, but I would just want to express it to you guys in, in a way that's like free and real, for example. So, but cool. Let's dive into it. So let's look at uh, so let's look at let's look at an ESTJ um, specifically. 
So let's do a typical ESTJ uh, four sides uh, four sides of the mind theory uh, setup here. So we have their ego, and then we have and then we have the uh, subconscious, which is an INFP, and then we have the superego. I actually had an INFP recently who has a uh, ESTJ father tell me how uh, he thinks it's so cute when the ESTJ father is trying to be a philosopher. I mean, I I, I can uh, I could definitely uh, agree with that. Um, and then we're going to look at the um, at the shadow here. So let's do just shadow, aka the unconscious. And this is the ISTP. And then uh, we'll do let's do. T E S I N E F I and then T I S E N I F E. And then uh, let's do the inverses. Because remember, guys, according to inverse theory, inverse theory is um, F E N I S E T I. And then inverse theory is, is that you always inverse your cognitive functions for explaining the other sides of the mind. Etc. And then you have TE. And so over here we have which attitudes there are. We have the hero, we have the parent, we have, um, we have the child. Yeah, so we, uh, Moody McSorley says, I have an ESTJ mother in law, absolutely in the philosopher stage of her life. So Moody, as I'm filling out this uh, whiteboard, can you give us an example of that, actually, um, of, an, uh, of an ESTJ um, in the uh, philosopher stage of life? Is this, are you saying that in like reference to like post, um, post-childbearing age, you know, middle age, when you're in your middle age, you're kind of developing your subconscious a little bit more, really focus on it, because if you don't, you'll have midlife crisis. Is that, is that kind of what you're coming from? This is the inferior function. And we have, uh, oops. Let's not do that. That's the uh, correct one, incorrect one. And then we have the uh, villain. This is the villain. Wow, why is that clicking? I don't know why that's clicking. All right, and then we have the critic. And then we have the trickster. And then we have the demon. And then the superego, we have ethics, okay? And then we have willpower. And we have uh, physics. We have logic. And up here we have rationale. Then we have discipline. And we have metaphysics. And then morals. Okay, so congratulations. You're now in a relationship with an ESTJ, an intimate relationship. You're like literally married at this point, uh, having a sexual relationship with this person. Um, maybe a man or a woman, who knows? Who knows what, uh, what your sexual orientation is, but also who knows like what your genders are within a relationship. But the bottom line is you are XYZ type. You're literally XYZ type. Um, so green for that. You're li okay. That's not the appropriate way to uh, whiteboard that. You're literally uh, XYZ type. You know, I'm going to verify that we can actually see my whiteboard up here. No, we can't. So let's let's make this more viewable, actually, for everyone to see. And all right, cool. XYZ type. All right, so we got XYZ type going. That's pretty awesome. And your XYZ type, okay, so what do you do? Um, what what do you do? If you're, if you're dealing with a, uh, if you're dealing with a, uh, uh, an ESTJ, like what, what's the plan? So we're gonna actually make some little bit of room here, kind of erase this and, and then we're going to move that over here. Cool, metaphysics. We're gonna use all this space right here, and uh, for the sake of me actually knowing what's going on, 
gonna move this line over here so I know where the edge is. All right, cool. Awesome. So you're in a relationship with ESTJ. What are ESTJs? Remember folks, uh, ESTJs are direct initiating control for their interaction style. If you wanna find out more about interaction style, you need to watch season 15. It's a playlist, so go to the YouTube channel, click playlist, go to season 15, watch all of season 15. Their interaction style is direct initiating control. That means they are a structured type, so they take the lead with things. They also need structure, some kind of structure of some kind, or maybe they're testing the structural integrity of the structure. Direct, uh, they, see, they say what they mean, mean what they say. Initiating, they prefer to go other, to other people to get information or things that they need or to tell their people what to do. They choose their own role in the conversation because they are direct, they, they take charge, they lead in that resolve, and they're very outcome focused. And as long as they're having a good outcome, they're very control. And that sometimes you know they have to create in a different process to reach every single outcome instead of having a master process to reach any possible outcome, and that's movement. But ultimately, it is control that is direct initiating control. Uh, their temperament is the guardian temperament, also known as the SJ temperament, because they are SJs as ESTJ. And guardians are past-focused, duty-based, focused on comfort, uh, doing the easy, tried-and-true way. They are only comfortable with following the beaten path in life. Uh, and uh, they are the most successful at following the beaten path in life, whereas people like me, I am not uh, successful at following the beaten path in life and definitely not something I recommend. So um, thank you, Moody, for sharing the story. Uh, wow, biblical studies on her own. And uh, wow, probably uh, searching out her philosophy like ESTJs would. Very interesting. Well, perhaps uh, perhaps we are married to uh, your ESTJ mother uh, in this in this example. Who knows? Let's let's find out. So uh, Moody's mother is an ESTJ. Well, how do you love Moody's mother? How how do you actually do that? Well, let's let's actually uh, let's do some practice statements here. So we have extroverted thinking. Okay, we got TE, which is great, right? So what do you do to make TE hero feel loved? Well, remember TE hero is actually attached to. FI inferior via their cognitive access. Those two functions are attached to each other. So what do you do in that particular moment? Well, the first thing is you can say something. Which, uh, so the first rule is always demonstrate that, and I'll just do it like in a sentence, say these words. I think highly of you, right? Literally, I think highly of you. What that does is, is that sends information into TE and then it comes out in FI. And FI is like, oh, I feel really good about myself. See, it takes all the insecurity away from an ESTJ. If you're in a relationship with an ESTJ, your job is to make sure that their FI inferior is not afraid of feeling bad. ESTJs walk around every single day afraid that they're a bad person. And like, you know, we just said that they're a guardian temperament. They're very safety oriented because remember, they're very concrete, focused on the what is, right? And also, they're, they're, so they're not abstract, which is the what if, they're concrete, focused on the what is, like, and that to them, it's usually what has happened to them personally, or what makes them comfortable, because that's the past, right? You know, but they're also affiliative, focusing on doing the right thing. So when you say, I think highly of you, what you're really saying is, you do a great job. You're always doing the right thing. I think highly of you. Uh, it makes them feel like they have a really strong reputation. Or you can also say to them at the same time, you can also say, hey, you know, uh, others, others think highly of you, right? So there's also like an extroverted uh, uh, um, situation where you're pointing out to the ESTJ, hey, you have a really good reputation here. Now, does that necessarily mean this is true or false? That's up to you. I mean, if you're gonna, if it's untrue, well, then you're getting into the social engineering side of things because you're trying to social engineer an ESTJ at that point. But if it actually is true, like, because here's the thing: what if you're not a TI user? Because a TI user, it's easy for a TI user to go up to a TE user and say the words "I think highly of you." It actually comes natural to it. Why is that the case? Well, if you look at it this way, you have TI plus FE, and then you think about it. I think. Okay, all right, so that's TI, highly of you, okay? Well, that's FE, 
Okay, you see what I'm saying? It coming out in your sentence. You have a TIFE access right here. I think highly of you. So of course, the TE user, the TE heroes could be like, oh, wow, they think really highly of me. Oh, they love me, right? That's exactly, that's exactly how they, they react to this. They react to this in this very positive way, right? So if you're in a relationship with ESTJ, first order of business is you need to be telling them, hey, I think highly of you, or other people think highly of you. Or another way of saying it, you emphasize big time their reputation or their status, okay? So what does that mean? Well, status symbols. And why is status symbols important to ESTJs? Well, they're very important because you have NE child. NE is all about symbols, okay? Expert intuition is all about symbols because it's like the what if, it's understanding and interpreting symbols. So having symbols of status, guess what? ESTJs, they like those really nice hot rod cars. Like you buy an ESTJ, a Corvette, it's a status symbol, right? So they like receiving gifts who it, that increase their status, right? That's the difference, that, that's what happens. That's, that's how they go about doing it, okay? So when you're going to TE Hero, the first rule is demonstrate to them that you think highly of them, okay? So we're gonna put the rule over here. Rule number one, demonstrate, demonstrate um, positive thinking. Demonstrate positive thinking towards them, okay? So that's rule number one. I think highly of you, okay? You can actually do this with like basically any, uh, you can basically do this with, um, wow, need to, uh, there we go. I'm trying to learn this system here. That's all good, Moody, it's all good. All right, so demonstrating positive thinking becomes the first rule. What's the next rule? Well, the next rule is pretty, uh, it's pretty cool. So they have introverted sensing, right? So introverted sensing is basically someone's, you know, their discipline, right? Uh, you know what, I'm not gonna use that color because that's just, like I can't, I can't read that. So we're going to use this color. So SI is all about being comfy, safe, protected, super important, and it's a source of discipline. How do you show love to an ESTJ? Well, you make them comfortable. So how do you make someone comfortable, right? So rule number two basically becomes make them comfortable. Make them comfortable, make them safe, okay? So how do you do this? How do you do this to an ESTJ? They have SI parent, right? Which means they have higher expectations. Expectations is a big thing when it comes to ESTJs. Expectations is everything, right? So. When you're doing expectations, okay, how do you set their expectations? They have, they're, they're very regal in this way, and it's like, okay, well, I'm, I'm really comfortable right now, okay? Well, what makes them comfortable? Well, we'll get that a little bit in a second. Don't forget that SI and NE are both on an axis, okay? So what happens to one happens to the other, essentially. And uh, based on that, Based on that, you have an opportunity to show love to them by making them comfortable. So you give them a good experience. So really, what is it? You share experiences with them, okay? If you share experiences with them and experiences that they like, experiences that they're seeking, because introverted sensors, we seek experiences. We experience new things, unless it's like 
outside of our comfort zone. And every now and then we like to go in and out of our comfort zone, but it's all about sharing experiences. It's absolutely critical. So another way to share experiences is, um, well, well, here's another way. Being aware of what makes them comfortable, being aware of what makes them feel safe, right? So they're the people who will dutifully wear their seatbelt, right? Don't get in the way of allowing an ESTJ to perform their duty, right? Don't get in the way of allowing an ESTJ to do things, you know, safely, you know, because if they don't, they're going to get really, really uncomfortable and then they're going to withdraw entirely and potentially become avoidant. You don't want to have this in a relationship. So you want to give them a good experience consistently, right? It's the same thing when you're in like the bedroom, right? You know, sometimes ESTJs, they, uh, <laughs> they like it rough. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's necessary uh, for them to feel the full force, the full experience in the bedroom, right? They like to receive it rough is what I'm saying, right? Receive it rough. Um, because again, it's seeking experiences, which can be like a form of sensuality, right? So they want somebody to share good experiences with them or want to give them things or do things with them or do things to them that are sensual in nature. That could be going on a date, having some food. That could be uh, asking them if it's too cold or you notice them shivering a little bit and you go get them a coat, right? You take care of them in that regard, you know, opening the door for them, etc. Because they're very traditional people, they want to receive a good experience. If you have like, if you're in, if you're in a relationship with an ESTJ, when's the last time you asked them uh, if they were cold or not, or if they were too hot? When's the last time that you are thoughtful enough, right? So I noticed that we have demonstrate uh, positive thinking over here. Let's actually adjust that a little bit. Let's 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 adjust that. You know, let's let's adjust that because it kind of goes into uh, it kind of goes into uh, what we're talking about now with SI parent. Be thoughtful. Like seriously, be thoughtful. Because when you're saying I'm thinking highly of you, that means you're going to demonstrate it with actions. Because just because you say it with your words, which makes TE hero happy and thus FI inferior happy, because TE hero is happy to hear, oh, they think highly of me but you're proving it to SI parent with action, okay? Actions are everything. Because to ESTJs, it's not necessarily good enough to say, hey, I love you, you have to prove it with actions. Because if you're not consistently making them more comfortable, they're just probably not gonna stick around because if they're uncomfortable, typically, guess what's gonna happen? They are going to withdraw in a relationship, okay? So think about it. What happens when an ESTJ is uninterested in, in sex? Well, that's probably because they're uncomfortable. Why are they uncomfortable? Have you at least thought of asking them if they're too cold? Have you thought of asking them if the blankets are, are, are good for them or equitable for them on the bed? Uh, have you asked about, uh, uh, you know, hey, do you need help with laundry, etc.? cetera? Uh, or, um, and actually doing these things even without asking. Right? Because guess what? ESTJs often find themselves because they're SI parent, they're all very service oriented people. But when is someone going to take the time to serve them? Right? When someone serves them, they feel important. Right? Which we'll get to that in uh, number four. Uh, we'll get to number four. Uh, but it's all about feeling important. Right? So you have to make them comfortable. Make good meals for them. Offer to make them good meals or offer to take them out to a place to eat that they like. Offer to get them some really nice clothes or get them status symbols uh, and gifts, right? Uh, if they wanna take time and chill and watch the game, let them watch the game. Watch the game with them. It's a shared experience. Buy them tickets to go to the Super Bowl, etc. You have to make them do that. And initiate with them. Initiate with them for sex, okay? Sure, they're initiating, but you know, they like to be, and here's the next thing, guess what? Number three, make them feel wanted. Okay, what's a good technique of uh, solving number two? What's an action you could take to solve number two? I don't know, 
Find, ask them straight up directly, hey, what's your favorite drink at Starbucks? Go to Starbucks, buy them that drink, and hand it to them. No questions asked, no strings attached. Done. Oh, you know what that does, an SI parent? You know what that does? Guess what that does, folks? Guess what that does? That causes them to become loyal. That builds up loyalty. It also causes them to seek you out. Okay, because they want to receive that experience over and over and over. They want to have you over and over. It gets to a point where they are addicted, addicted to you, and they can't live without you, right? This is how ESTJs do it, okay? Loyalty, addiction, okay? But then there's the child function. What's next? You really, really wanna also show love to your ESTJ? You make them feel wanted. I want you. Or, hey sexy, get over here, right? That's another example. Um, Hey sexy, get over here. I want you. Make them feel wanted. You make them feel wanted by showing them. You have to show them. You have to show SI parent uh, to make them comfortable and safe and give them a good experience, right? But you also have to um, make them feel wanted that you would go out of your way to willfully do these things for them, okay? Because if you don't do these things for them and they have to keep asking you, keep nagging you to do things to give them experiences that they're seeking from you, do you know what they're gonna do? They're going to feel unwanted. And do you know what's gonna happen? Then they're gonna go elsewhere to somebody who actually does want them and will actually provide those experiences to them. Which means they will no longer be loyal to you in this marriage or this relationship. Because, oh, you know, I wish, I I really wish my husband would initiate with me. I really wish he'd make me feel wanted. I don't feel wanted. Well, he thinks so little of me, you know? And uh, he's obviously going over there, spending more time doing those things, but I'm obviously not wanted here, so you know what, fine. Uh, Oh, hey, guess what? Guess what, Karen? I just met this really cool guy, you know, he's he's a contractor. He's uh, he's working at he's working at uh, you know on our building right now. He's a really cool guy. He makes me feel really wanted. He offered to buy me coffee. He got me coffee, you know. And uh, well, one thing led to another, and I had sex with him last night. Well, you know, because like uh, my husband was on a business trip, and he obviously doesn't want me, but this guy wants me, so I'm going to be loyal to him instead. Hmm. And people wonder where cheating comes from, right? People wonder. This is why I say to SC users, never push a loyal person to the point where they no longer give a damn. Or let me say it this way, never make them feel so unwanted that they end up going to somebody else who wants them more than you do. Yeah, that's pretty hard, isn't it? Right? Might want to consider that, right? When you're dealing with relationships. So... Make sure you always make your ESTJ feel wanted. Because if you don't, if you don't want them and you hurt that little child, well, they're gonna seek experiences from somebody else. They will cheat on you. And that's just what you're gonna have to deal with. And if you're not making them feel wanted, well, sorry. See, loyalty comes at a price. You know what I mean? So there's a lot there. Don't worry, SC users, you'll get your day in court, trust me. Don't worry, the next lecture's coming. <laughs> and then there's the FI. What do you do for FI? What's, what's, uh, what is, uh, uh, how, how would you go about doing FI? Well, you make them feel important. Make them feel important or increase their importance. You increase their value, okay? 
you're a very useful person, right? You're in a relationship with this ESTJ, but you're going out of your way to make them feel good about themselves because they're already afraid that they don't feel good about themselves, right? So you're taking all of that fear and insecurity away when you're showing them that they actually are a valuable person. This is why you have to say constantly, you know, be thoughtful and, and then prove by actions that you're making them comfortable and you make them feel wanted, but they feel good about themselves because you are in their life. Because you, having you around, guess what? Makes them look good. They want to look good externally with their TE hero and they feel good about you being around them because you make them look good. You make them feel good about themselves, right? That's how you have a relationship. That's how you show love and respect to an ESTJ, okay? By making them feel good about themselves. Because if they don't feel good about themselves, then they're going to start to feel that they are a bad person, okay? So what do you do? You increase their importance. So help them achieve. Them being a relationship with you, this is going to sound weird, but ESTJs see their relationship with you like an achievement. You are an achievement. You ever hear the term trophy wife or trophy husband? That literally came from ESTJs. Because ESTJs see their spouse as their trophy that they earned, right? What happens when their trophy is not really shiny? and cracked, and rusted, and too big or too small, when it's not appropriate for them, for their regal point of view, right? And it's like, I achieved this great trophy, but this trophy ain't really working out for me anymore because they're refusing to take care of themselves. That's not my fault, I take care of myself. Why aren't they taking care of themselves? This is not fair, I don't feel good about this. I don't feel valued by them. I don't feel validated by them. They need to be around an intelligent person who just tells them the facts so that they know how to behave. Sometimes they don't know what to behave. Back to rule three, make them feel wanted. One thing is, is that in order for ESTJs to be dutiful to you, in order for them to feel dutiful to you, you have to tell them what you want. If you do not tell an ESTJ what they want, they will not know what to even do. It's like setting up your ESTJ for failure. Can you really do that to them? Can you really do that to an ESTJ? Make them feel important. You make them feel important by always sharing your thoughts with them. Always giving them a good experience, right? making them feel wanted. You do all the first rules, of course, that automatically makes them feel important. But you always give them every opportunity to get into the spotlight. They need to be in the spotlight, okay? You give them the opportunity to have the spotlight to be the star of the show, right? Because it's all about looking good, right? It's all about having such status that commands respect and if you're taking if you're behaving in a certain way that makes them look less respectable well you're actually being unloving and disrespectful to your ESTJ because that's how they take it what if you're a fellow TE user in a relationship and both of you are trying to gain status and have that spotlight because you're both FI users in the relationship, because if you're TE users, you're automatically an FI user, what are you going to do? How are you going to solve that problem? You know, like how, how are you going to do that? Well, because you have to understand that sometimes you have to put your spouse's status above your own. You have to put your spouse's sense of self-worth above your own. Are you willing to do that, right? Make them feel important. Give them every opportunity to achieve. Give them credit. They all love credit. This is why ESTJs care so much about credentials. 
because credentials are like symbols of status. I got a degree here. I got a diploma here. I got the certification here. I'm important because I have all these achievements. Everything is about achievement to them. If you take away their opportunity to achieve, well, they're not gonna feel good about themselves anymore. And then they're gonna feel like you think less of them. You know, my life, my, my wife doesn't respect me because she talks bad about me behind my back to others. She ends up destroying my status and destroying my reputation. I don't feel loved, I don't feel respected. Maybe I should be loyal to somebody else, right? This happens all the time, okay? So remember, ESTJs, they fall in love or respect people who are who they consider better than them. People who they see as potentially more intelligent than them, who have a higher status than them, or somebody who's not going to get in the way of their status. Someone who's actually going to promote their status, make them feel important, increase their ability to command respect amongst their peers. This is how ESTJs work. Let's move into rule five as we go through this. Thank you guys for your uh, comments as we uh, move through. So let's go through rule five. So rule five is TI for a villain. They worry about what they think. So assuage their worries and then tell them what you think. Tell them the facts. So always tell the ESTJ the facts, even if it hurts their feelings. Tell them the facts. They just want to hear the facts. So you have to be honest. Be honest. Almost brutally honest. Be brutally honest with them. Guess what? They can take it. Do you know why? Because they have SI parent. SI parent can take the hits, folks. And they can they can make themselves comfortable in some really bad situations. But if you're not 100% honest with them and best be with logic, because being honest with them with how you feel is not going to help. Because if you're just honest with how they feel, guess what? That's F.E. Demon. That ain't going to do you any good. But you have to be honest with the facts of the situation. Because if they don't know the facts, they ain't going to be able to do anything. That's not helpful for them. That's not sustainable for a relationship. Tell the facts. Be honest. Even brutally honest. They can't change and become a better person without you being brutally honest. And they worry about what they think at all times. So another way of telling them the facts is, guess what? Go find the facts. Take the time to do research and throw it in their face. If they, guess what? Because they can get pretty lazy sometimes. Sometimes they're too lazy to do the research themselves. And it's all about their beliefs, right? That can be a problem. So make sure that you're finding the facts and for them and telling them what the facts are. Do that research, change their beliefs because they're already worried that they're unintelligent anyway. Here's another thing, check this out. Here's another way of doing it. Tell the facts. But then also, listen to their input. That's another one. See, ESTJs oftentimes end up feeling that their voice doesn't matter that much, that their opinion doesn't matter that much. Listen to their input, even if you disagree with the ESTJ. If you disagree with them, listen to their input. They might actually have a point. Listen. Well, it's hard to listen, right? Because if you're not listening to your input and you're not willing to change your thinking, you're not willing to have an open mind, you want to have an open mind, okay? Having an open mind is important, okay? Listen to op input. Let's move on to rule six. Rule six.
Rule six is a little interesting. That's how we go about doing things. Rule six for the SE critic. What does SE critic need? Well, it's going to sound weird, but uh, always have uh, your shoes tied. Think about it this way. If you guys ever heard the first law of power, that's never outshine the master. You know what's funny about ESTJs? They get so loyal to a company that they end up in middle management, then they end up in upper management because they have just been there forever. Because they're the ones willing to stay in the organization because they're there for their comfort zone and then everyone else leaves. But they stay. Hey man, I've been here 15 years and all of a sudden you, some little upstart comes up out of nowhere you think you're all that in a bag of chips? Well, I put in the effort here for 15 years, and you're here a year, and you're thinking you you should be above me in this organization? You're out of your mind, right? Well, so in order to love an ESTJ in this relationship, you need to be willing to go out of your way to make yourself presentable. Remember, if they're, if they're dressed up in a nice suit, but you're just in a Hawaiian shirt and T-shirt, you know, not really caring, whatever, out there in public with them amongst their friends, and they're going out of their way to dress up for it, but you're not willing to do that. They're going all that effort. They put in the effort, but they see you putting in no effort for your own physical appearance. They're going to judge you. They're like, hey, at least take the time to make sure your belt and your shoes match. Or, you know, at least take the time you know, to, uh, to get, it, it's just, it's just so weird. They're very critical towards external appearances. They're also very critical of capability. The ESTJ, you know, so basically rule six is put in the effort. If you're not putting in the effort for an ESTJ, they'll never respect you, much less love you. They never will. Because from their point of view is, is that if I've been sitting here improving myself constantly and I'm on this journey of self-improvement or I'm getting new skills and reading all the time and you're not doing any of those things, why should I be loyal to you? This is called a cognitive orbit activation where we have introverted sensing actually attaching to extroverted sensing. So you have introverted sensing and NE on an axis, right? They feel wanted when you share experiences with them or when you want them because you're the one initiating with them for sex, for example, which is great. Definitely initiate with ESTJs for sex. It makes them feel wanted and desired because ultimately, folks, the ESTJs want to be desirable. They want to be the most desirable. Wow, that's like a terrible way of spelling it. How about... I do it this way. There we go. They want to be the most desirable, okay? Well, if for some reason they feel unwanted and their loyalty starts waning, they will start sharing other experiences with other people to see if other people will want them, okay? And another thing is, is they also become very critical about the effort you are putting in the relationship when they know that they're putting in the effort into the relationship, and if it's not the same or equal, or if you're not putting in more effort than they are putting in, or the same that they're putting in, they're not really interested. They can't be loyal to you as a result. It's just not going to work. Never outshine the master, right? So make sure you put in the effort because SE Critic is always watching. If you're not tying your shoes, if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're just letting your body go, they can't stand that. And they're just going to move on to somebody else. They're going to feel unwanted because you can't take care of your body. Because you don't have self-respect. You don't have enough self-respect to put on, um, you know, to put on a suit when they're going out of their way to put on a nice dress for you. And to do their hair absolutely perfect and their makeup absolutely perfect and make themselves as presentable as possible. And then they have their husband who's basically, he looks like a drunk and a wife beater. 
and and these old slacks, old jeans or whatever, showing up to this you know thing where that would be more appropriate for a bar instead of like a family event or maybe a work event. There's a serious issue there. The ESTJ is going to have a hard time loving you, much less respecting you. You might want to watch out for that. So rule six, put in the effort. Rule seven. Rule seven. Don't forget that ESTJs are affiliative. Affiliative means they are interdependent. So rule seven is... Rule seven is don't let them make decisions alone. Big decisions. Think about it this way. If you have NI Trickster, if you have NI Trickster, ESTJs could have a salesperson come up to them and attack their any child and be like, and say the words, I want you to buy this car. And then ESTJ will automatically feel obligated, that's it, obligated to buy the car. This is why an STP is good for relationships with ESTJs because STPs are masters of becoming unobligated because of their freedom. They're freedom-based creators, they're artisans, they're SPs. They have, they're masters of becoming unobligated in a situation because they're unobligated they can take their user expert in sensing to share the experience of becoming unobligated with the ESTJ and protect the ESTJ from being loyal to the wrong people and having conflicting loyalties, such as being loyal to the salesman who's trying to sell him a car that you know he doesn't even want. But he doesn't know if he doesn't want it because it's an I trickster. Do I should I buy this car or do I want to buy this car? No, no, no. no. Always tell them what their duty is. So part of rule seven is tell them their duty, not what they want. Tell them their duty with decisions. What's your duty for making a decision, Mr. ESTJ? Never ask an ESTJ what they want. If you do that, they're gonna make the wrong decision. Tell them what they should do. Tell them what you want to do. That's all they want. They just want you to tell them what you want them to do and they will do it. That way they know they can't fail because you're just telling them what they want. Right? That's literally how that works. So, but if you leave them alone, they have that NI tricks and they're like, I don't know what I want. I'm supposed to buy a car, but I don't know what I want. Or I'm supposed to get a retirement plan, but I don't know what I want. I have to get an insurance plan. I don't know what I want. They need their STP with them so that they can't be sold. Because the STP is also interest-based and it's like, well, guess what? I know what that guy's getting out of it. Oh, but the ESTJ doesn't because they're systematic and because they're systematic, well, they're always focused on doing the best thing, right? Doing the best way of doing something, the best way. Not necessarily what STPs can get out of a situation, right? So you don't let them make big decisions on their own. Don't let them want things because if they want things, they'll get they'll screw themselves over. And guess what, folks? Because they have extroverted intuition child, when NI Trickster makes a trickster decision and they trick themselves thinking they wanted something and they actually didn't, it harms everybody else's futures around them. Oh, that's bad. That's reverse cognitive orbit. That's when the NI Trickster goes from up here to up here. Ooh, that's bad. Everyone else's fates are screwed over because they've just screwed up their own fate. And then there's also an access right here. Oh, because they've just screwed up their own fate, they're going to screw up other people's nows. That's effective. And it affects everybody. Not good. Don't let ESTJs make important decisions alone. Tell them what their duty is. That's all that. It's what they want, and that's what they're comfortable with anyway, because they know if they do their duty, they're not going to fail. Otherwise, if you let them do things on their own because they're interdependent in this way, this is why they're interdependent. You are setting them up for failure. And then because you set them up for failure, they'll believe that you did and they'll blame you for it. And then they'll stop being loyal to you and then allow themselves to be wanted by other people. And then they'll be loyal to those people instead of being loyal to you. And then your relationship will fall apart. Ooh, that's effective. Don't do that. So not cool. And rule eight. 
the demon. Don't tell them how you feel. ESTJs don't give a damn how you feel. They don't give a damn how anyone feels. They only care about their own feelings. Does that mean the ESTJs are naturally selfish? Yes, it does. But if you're like an STP, you don't care how you feel anyway. Or even an NTP, you don't care how you feel. So it doesn't matter. You care about, you know, you have FE, and FE cares about how they feel. But you have no FI. Here's your FI. So the demon don't care. The demon don't care about FI. So you're cool. But what if you're an NFP? Oh, I'm an NFP. And I married an ESTJ because I have FI hero. I'm in a duality relationship according to socionics. That's really effective, right? Well, I got my FI here. And then the NFP, who is arguably more selfish than the ESTJ, because they, they care about their feelings even more than the ESTJ cares about their own feelings, well, that FI will stop the FI inferior and then create an activation of the demon, which will cause the demon to absolutely, fundamentally destroy the NFP's FI, and then the relationship will break apart. Don't tell them how you feel about anything. How you feel is irrelevant to ESTJs. You might want to, if you're, if you're an FI user married to an ESTJ and you're having a problem in this relationship, you should have probably figured that out before you got married to them. Because that's a problem, right? Folks, I coach people all the time on this stuff. csjoseph.life forward slash coaching to find out more. Hashtag commercial. But the point is, Oftentimes, FI users, it just becomes a competition to figure out who can out-selfish the other person. That's not effective for relationships, guys. That's not going to work. So stop doing this. So if you're an FI user in a relationship with an ESTJ, you might want to learn how to emulate extroverted feeling. So you come off as someone who's caring instead of someone who's careless. Because if the ESTJ believes you're careless... They're just going to leave and go elsewhere. In order to love an ESTJ properly, you know, care. Now remember, I get that these people are stuck in their comfort zone sometimes, but you can bring them out of their comfort zone, especially if you're an STP, especially if you have SE hero or SE parent. You can bring them out of their comfort zone, bring them new experiences. Variety is the spice of life. They really need variety. Um... So as they grow, rule number two says make them comfortable and safe, give them new experiences. Also add variety carefully. And they become more well-rounded, more capable people, right? Let's actually look what the stream looks like here so I can zoom out so everyone can see everything appropriately. All right, so I'm gonna move this over. There we go. All right, they just want to be desirable. Awesome. So that concludes the lecture. Let's uh, go to uh, patron uh, questions relating to this lecture uh, at this time. So we got uh, Mr. Mark Rogers, Moody, uh, Aaron Rule, uh, and uh, let's see if you guys got any folk, uh, any questions uh, in relating to uh, this uh, this lecture. Eight rules for loving ESTJs. Uh, now would be the time. So we have a nice little Q&A session here at the end. So let's, uh, ooh, wait a minute, yeah. I think it's actually showing up, okay, cool. There we go. I'm actually gonna be uh, playing with the visuals a little bit more next time, guys, on the uh, stream, so. Um, but Anyway, I just want to make this open uh, to everyone. Any questions? Because uh, I think I'm going to be doing like another Q&A later uh, for the public uh, for this particular lecture. Um, but yeah, do you guys got any questions relating to this one um, at all?
not sure people have questions. So let's see. And all right, cool. I guess we'll uh, we'll save the questions for the uh, the public release of this. And I think we're doing like another Q and A session on this particular lecture in the future. But uh, yeah. Awesome. So, got to say it because we're here. If you found this lecture useful, helpful, educational, enlightening, please subscribe to the channel here on YouTube. Uh, also, uh, if you're an ESTJ, please share these rules with your uh, with your girlfriends, wives, husbands, uh, boyfriends, and how or this lecture to help them better understand you, so you can have a better relationship. Um, and uh, uh, Yvonne in the uh, uh, audience basically said, hey, not for me. I don't want to date another ESTJ again. Oh, we got a question. Uh, Moody says, do you know of any ESTJs that are very particular of how their house, house is tidy? Yes. Like, seriously, Bob Saget playing uh, uh, Danny Taggart in Full House. He's a clean freak. He's also an ESTJ. It's SE critic doing their duty because when they're trying to protect themselves from like being in a dirty environment, they're trying to protect their family as well because they're affiliative and trying to do the right thing, right? Uh, so absolutely uh, utilize it. Understand that yes, ESTJs can be clean freaks. Uh, and uh, he says, ESTJ mother-in-law is kind of a hoarder, but at the same time gets particular about cleanliness of the house. Yes, STJs actually can hoard. A lot of things. Uh, it's very typical for some reason. NFP, STJ, Quadra, like they like to hoard things. But uh, the thing is, all you have to do is uh, go to their SE critic, um, put in the effort, and uh, usually an ESTJ gets comfortable with not cleaning their house because if you're in a relationship with them, perhaps you're not the one. Either you're doing all of the uh, the cleaning for them. So you basically stop doing it until they get uncomfortable and then they start complaining. It's like, well, maybe you should help, right? You could do it that way and challenge them on that. Or perhaps uh, they haven't cleaned this whole time, but then they stopped. You might need to check to make sure you are not an external factor and that it's actually all done that the ball's in their court. Because if the ball's in your court when you're in a relationship with an ESTJ, you want to make sure that that's not a problem, you know? So make sure you guys are like aware of that dynamic, especially when it comes to cleaning, for sure. Anyway, if you found this lecture useful, helpful, educational, enlightening, please subscribe to the channel. Uh, please support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Joseph to keep the lights on. And uh, definitely be moving out a lot of lectures. We're rolling out a new customer service platform so that we can actually get things figured out a lot better. And we're going to be pushing out content a lot faster than we ever have before. I'm sorry it's taken so long, guys. It just kind of like seems like the wheels have fallen off what we're doing here, but that's not actually true. Uh, we've I've been working 14 to 18 hour days every day now for four weeks straight, trying to get everything in a better position, delegate some tasks so I can focus on just content creation to get the content out to you guys. So anyway, folks, with that being said, it's been fantastic that you're here, and uh, thank you, uh, Gold Tier and Above patrons, for joining us tonight uh, for this live lecture, and uh, thank you for the interaction in the chat as well. You've all been fantastic. Oh, and another question, because if you guys keep going questions, even though I'm ending this episode, I'm still going to answer anyway. Mark Rogers asks, what would a relationship between an ESTJ and an INTP look like? The competing SI sounds exhausting. Yes. Mark Rogers, it is absolutely exhausting because their introverted sensing, it's like whose comfort level is more important at that point, right? So while they have somewhat of an emotional compatibility between their TIFE uh, or TIFE uh, functions and their TEFI um, functions, quite frankly, the INTP is not really going to do it for them because there is no sexual compatibility. It's like having two people who really want to receive the full force of that sexual experience from their partner and they want to be in that more of a receiver role or that sensual seeking of an experience, that taking role basically within the bedroom, whereas there's no givers basically. Like like an ENTJ with SE Child, SE Child's all about giving, all about uh, you know, writing upon that canvas, you know. They're they're the painter, right? Whereas an SI user like an ESTJ and a uh, and an INTP, they're both canvases. How is I mean that's that that's potentially a sexless relationship or not or uh, or a relationship that's very poor right 
They're trying to like, it's just like having two SE users in a relationship. It's like you have two painters trying to paint each other. What is two canvases going to do? They're just gonna stand there. Oh, it's a canvas. Oh, it's a canvas. What's that gonna do? Yeah, it's, there's no sexual compatibility there. I don't recommend that relationship at all. So anyway, folks, great to see you all. Uh, thank you all for coming and uh, we'll uh, see you all guys. We'll see you guys later. Have a good night.